The Lord's Prayer, something we just say so easily and don't necessarily think about what we're praying. And the line I want to pick up on is, hallowed be your name. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, Jesus said, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So what does hallowed mean? We had a few um, bits came up in that sketch. But as I say, we, we all say it almost without thinking when we say the Lord's Prayer. What does it really mean? Let's start with definitions from the dictionary. Made holy, consecrated, greatly revered and honoured, very respected and praised because of great importance or great age. Kept holy, set apart. It's not a, a word we use very much in everyday life, is it? But there are a couple of examples I can think of. How about Lord's Cricket Ground? How many times have you heard someone refer to that as hallowed turf? It's special, they say, set apart, no other turf like it. Or how about the hallowed halls of the university, Um, one of the great universities like maybe Oxford or Cambridge, They're considered to be of great importance. Probably some very important people were educated there. But they call them the hallowed halls. Where does that fit in with when we say, hallowed be your name? After all, God is already holy, set apart, greatly revered and honoured, isn't he? So why do we need to pray, hallowed be your name? When Jesus tells us to pray, hallowed be your name, he's telling us to ask God to let his name be worshipped, exalted, honoured and adored on earth as it is in heaven. We're asking that his name is kept holy. The New Living Translation actually says that in the verse that we read at the beginning. That was from the NIV. And this one, in the New Living, it says, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. And the Message Translation says, Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. How is God's name hallowed, kept holy? How does he reveal who he is? When we pray, hallowed be your name, we ask that his name be kept holy among us and in our lives. We ask God to let all we think, say and do bring glory and honour to his name. We ask that we would live in such a way that we do not dishonour his name. Our name is important, isn't it? Isn't it annoying when people spell it wrong or pronounce it wrong? As you know, I'm called Jackie. My parents, in their wisdom, decided to spell it the French way. 
I have spent my whole life saying to people, no, not C-K-Y, C-Q-U-I-E. And um, as a child, that really bothered me. And then there's pronunciation. Our daughter is married to a Nigerian. And it took a long time for Brian and I to, realize, to, to work out how to say Awashile, his surname. It's spelt in English. We would say Awasile. And if you say that, you get a bad look from him. And I'm just looking. You must really struggle with our names, um, Kiana and Samuel, because coming from Hong Kong, we have odd names, don't we, compared to some of the names you have. And it must be difficult for you that you come over to this country and we can't say your names properly. So it's really frustrating. Our name is our identity. We want people to get it right. And we value having a good name, a blameless reputation. In the same way, God's name speaks of his identity. The Lord of heaven's armies, God the enough, Lord God almighty, Jehovah Shalom, God our peace, Jehovah Jireh, God our provider, so many more. We've, I've done preaching on, on God's names before, haven't I? There are so many names that describe his character, who he is. King David refers to God's action of hallowing his name in the Psalms. Psalm 23 verse 3 says, He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. For his name's sake, God's name, his character and reputation. It must be set apart as holy in this world. And that's what Jesus is telling us to pray for. It brings God glory and hallows his name when we humbly believe his word, acknowledge our sinfulness and trust in his son, Jesus Christ, as our saviour. As it says in Ephesians chapter 1, and when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. God demonstrates his holiness in the world by creating a holy people who will call on his name, proclaim the gospel and accomplish good works. As it says in Ephesians 2 verse 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Peter says in 1 Peter 3.15, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Revere in this verse is another translation of the Greek word for hallowed. One of the ways we hallow God's name is to recognize Jesus as Lord and live our lives to honor him. We incline our hearts toward him, put our hope in him, obey him, and share about him with others. 
Another place where the Greek word translated hallowed is found is in Jesus' prayer for his disciples just before he's arrested. In John 17, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. The word sanctified in that verse, in that reading, is translated from the same word in Greek as hallowed. Sanctified means set apart as or declared holy. Jesus prayed this for his disciples. But not only for those disciples, he prayed it for all believers. All who would believe in him through their message. It says in verse 20, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for all who will believe in me through their message. That's you and me. Jesus prayed that we would be sanctified. Anyone who's put their faith in Jesus Christ. As children of God, we are to be holy as he is holy. This brings glory and honour to God. One of the most important things to notice is that hallowed be your name is right at the start of this prayer that Jesus taught. Before we start talking to God about ourselves, our cares, our concerns, Jesus tells us to focus on God and recognise who it is we're praying to. Our perspective changes. We're reminded that God is our loving Father, inviting us into his presence. He genuinely cares for us. God is holy and worthy of all honour, and our first priority is to pray that the world see how holy and glorious he is. We are reminded how great he is, and that we can put our trust in him. And then, as we go on to pray for ourselves and others, we know that the Lord God Almighty is listening to our prayer. So to conclude, when we pray this first line of the Lord's Prayer, we ask God that all we think, speak and do may bring glory to our Father in heaven that his name would indeed be kept holy among us. Jesus said in Matthew 5:16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let's live lives that bring him glory. Let's pray. Loving Father, your name is indeed holy of itself. May we keep it holy among us and not misuse it. We want to bring glory to your name, to your holy name, by acknowledging our sin and trusting in your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ, for forgiveness and life everlasting. 
We want to live lives that proclaim you, that people will see you in us. We need your help, Lord, and we ask that too. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.